This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Welcome to More Than Conquerors Radio and the final month of Bible study broadcasts in the year 2020. As a result of the great global pandemic called COVID-19, for most, this year has been one of unbelievable hardship, instability, and uncertainty. In his eye-opening two-day teaching, Staying Stable in Unstable Times, Pastor Ray reflects on the words found in Psalm 1 on what Christians need to do to ensure that, unlike the rest of the world, they can continue to stand upright and stable, even in the most unstable of times. He reminds us that the man who doesn't take advice from the ungodly, fellowship with sinners, or sit down with those who ridicule God and His Word is a blessed man. Even in the worst of times, this man will always remain stable and, whatever he does, will prosper. Here's Pastor on the dangers of sometimes even writing your own gospel to solve the problems of unstable times. want to go to Psalm chapter 1. And if you have another finger available, go to Proverbs chapter 1. And if you have another finger available, (laughs) we'll start at those two and then we'll move move along, all right? I've just been uh, so caught up with a lot of the current events that are going on in our economy, in our country right now. And, uh, you know, the stock market, I don't know if anybody watches. Of course, you can't help but watch it. If you turn on the news, that's all you're hearing about is a Dow Jones Industrial, Wall Street, Main Street, that street, this street, the other street, up street, down street. And everything is going up and down like a roller coaster. And uh, if, you don't have a, if you don't have a good stomach, uh, you know, you, you, you could make you, make you sick, amen? And um, if your faith is not where it needs to be, you could begin to panic and get upset, and, um, and I just see so many people, you know, getting upset and getting nervous about it and people wondering, you know, what's going to happen. And, um, I mean, that's all, I think that's all, um, correct. I mean, we, we, you, you wouldn't be human if you didn't think that way and you didn't think about the future and sometimes be a little concerned about it. But we that are believers, uh, really ought to be looking at events today from a different perspective. First of all, we understand that some of you know this stuff already, but for the sake of those who don't, I think I need to, I need to minister this uh, a little bit. But, you know, we need to come from the position of people of faith. And it doesn't really matter what's going on in the economy. It doesn't matter whether the stock market's up or down or whether we've had gains or losses on paper or whether it looks like a recession or not. Um, our hope and trust is not in the econ- economics of this country it's not in the government of this country it's not in the in 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 the uh you know the the stock market and so on and so forth our trust is in the lord and we have to see that no matter what goes on around us we have to be ready to stand our ground because a lot of the a lot of the signs that you know a lot of the the reports that are out there can be pretty devastating. People are worried about their jobs. And, and I'm not taking this lightly because there are some people that may lose their jobs, even believers, even Christians. 
But what are you going to do? Are you going to freak out? Are you going to panic? Are you going to get it? You know, you're going to, you know, say, oh, this stuff doesn't work. Give up on, on God, give up on the word, give up on giving, give up on all these things. What are you going to do as a believer? And I'm concerned because, you know, um, when the, when the, you know, the Bible teaches us, and we know this in, in Ephesians, when we're talking about the armor of God, it tells us to be prepared for the evil day, right? It says, you know, get your, get your armor in place and get yourself ready for the evil day. And there is going to be an evil day that comes into every, you know, into every one of our lives. We're going to have things to deal with. But that's not to, not to frighten anyone because you shouldn't be afraid of it. What you ought to be is be encouraged that God has given us the victory over all these things. But it doesn't mean that we may, may not have to face some evil, evil times or evil days. So what are we going to do as believers in light of all this bad reports? And maybe some of you are hanging on to your jobs or maybe you can't find a job or maybe you're caught in this whole crisis with mortgages falling apart. And well, that's a whole other story. Uh, That should have never happened. And the only reason why it happened is because people got themselves involved in mortgages and in loans without having proper knowledge and not really studying it out. They thought, woohoo, we can get a house. Let's just go get it, whatever the cost. Just sign on the dotted line. Like, you know, like the, like the paper's going to disappear. No, you know, that, that's a whole other series of messages. But we've, we've got to learn how to deal with our money. We've got to be savvy. We've got to be smart. We've got to ask questions. We've got to drill. You know, we, we, we must do that if we're going to stay on top. But you may be somebody that got caught up on all of that and concerned about, you know, losing your home. And that's a serious thing. And I'm not, I'm not trying to make light of that. But what are you going to do? The question, what are you going to do? And if I were going to title this tonight, if you want to give it a title, keeping stable in unstable times. We have to keep stable even in these unstable times. So, you know, what is our point of reference? Well, our point of reference is the word of God. We always have to go back to the word of God. And um, just because things are falling apart around us doesn't mean that we have to fall with it. Just because everything is shaking around us doesn't mean that we have to start shaking in our boots. Is everybody with me? Just because the, the times are bad doesn't mean that we have to go through bad times. We can rise above it. We can see all these things turn around for our good. I'm a firm believer that God is going to take even the bad things, even the ugly things, and turn them around and use them for our good to prove that he is God, to prove that he is good, to prove that he is for us and not against us and with us. And he's going to stay with us and walk us right through the other side. So what are we going to do? Are we going to fall apart? Get upset? Is our faith going to be tied to the Dow Jones Industrial? When the Dow Jones is up and everybody's, you know, excited, our faith is soaring. But when it goes down, we start to fear because fear is the opposite of faith. Our faith has to stay constant whether the economy is doing well or not doing well, whether things are up or things are down, whether there's a recession or not, uh, whether there's talk of recession or even depression. We, you know, I was thinking about that. What, what would I do if we were in the midst of depression? What would I do if I lost everything? Well, I reminded myself that I started with nothing. It was me, Jesus, and a Bible. Me, Jesus, and a Bible got me to this place, and me, Jesus, and Bible get me back to this place if I ever lost this place. Come on, somebody say amen. So, see, it really goes back to our faith. Are we, are, we, are we still strong in our faith? Are we still trusting and believing God, that God will move mountains just like his word says, that God will do the impossible just like he says? All things are possible to one who believes, and our believing cannot be connected in any way to what is going on around us. Our believing has to be solely connected to the word of God. So in the middle of all this stuff, and listen, I have stocks. I've got retirement things. My stuff's going up and down like a ping pong ball, you know. One day I feel rich and the other day I feel poor. Hallelujah. But you know what? It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is God's going to take care of me no matter what. 
my faith is not in money. My faith is not in stock. My faith is not in retirement accounts. My faith is not, you know, in a job. My faith is in the, is in the, the Lord God. My faith is in the king of all creation. My faith is, is that no matter what, God's going to see me through to the other side. Come on, somebody saying, my, I'm, I, according to the word of God, he's got me right in the palm of his hand. We looked at a verse of scripture a couple of weeks ago that, that uh, gives us the idea. And it says that basically God is, we're imprinted. He's, we're tattooed to the palm of his hand. Our name, our face is tattooed to the palm of his hand. So will God ever leave us? Will he ever forsake us? No, definitely not. So we have to gain encouragement from God's word. And no matter what, don't get sucked into what, you know, what the news is telling you and what you're hearing from reading in the papers and what you're hearing on the radio or whatever it be. When people start talking about this stuff, you better put, this is a great opportunity, folks, to witness for our God. This is a great opportunity to show the world how believers in the Lord Jesus Christ get through crises, how, how, how believers in the Lord Jesus Christ face troubled times. How, how believers in the Lord Jesus Christ stand up to this stuff and not let it knock them down. But we stand our ground no matter what because our faith, our trust is not in our government, is not in our economic society or, or, or economics, or, nor is it in, in anything else in this world. Our trust and our faith is in the Lord God who controls and manages every, all the silver and gold is, is mine, saith the Lord. The, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. It says it's all his. So what do I have to worry about? If I need something to eat, he'll just give me some of those cattle. If I need to buy something, he'll just share a little of his gold with me. Hallelujah. Amen. It's all his. So we've got a couple of verses that I want to, uh, I want to go through. And, and you see, one of the things that we need to do in this time more than ever is that we have to look to God for wisdom. We need to talk to God. We need to get on our faces and seek the Lord for wisdom. What are we to do? You know, and, and uh, 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 how are we to face these, these challenges that are coming? No matter what your challenge is, I don't know exactly what it is that you're dealing with, but um, there is an answer uh, in the word of God. There is an answer from the Lord for you. But you have to seek God for, for this wisdom. So let's go to the book of Psalms. And I just want to go over a few verses of scriptures tonight. And um, let's, let's read down here. It said, blessed or blessed is the man. So, so he's talking about a man who's blessed. How many of you uh, want to be blessed? How many of you want to walk in the... Let me tell you what. If you're going to rise above the current situations in, in the world, if you're going to rise above this stuff, you have to walk as a blessed man. You need the blessing of God in your life. That's the only thing that's going to keep you buoyant in these troubled times. You need the blessing of the Lord. And this psalm gives us a little revelation as to how to get that blessing in our life. It said, blessed is the man or blessed is the man who, number one, walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. So that's why I don't pay too much attention to the news and what they say. Because I've come to find out most of them are a pack of liars anyway. They twist and turn the news to make it sound however they want to make it sound. They can turn and twist things in any direction that they want it to go. So the number one thing is that we're going to walk blessed and we're going to walk, walk carefree and we're going to be able to keep stable in these unstable times. Number one, we cannot walk in the counsel of the ungodly. In other words, we can't take the advice of people who are not godly people. Now, not people who have a form of godliness. 
but people who are truly godly, people who are submitted to and love and follow the Lord Jesus Christ and have a fear of the Lord working and operating in their lives. Number one, if we're going to walk stable in these unstable times, we cannot walk in the counsel of the other. We can't take advice from the ungodly. We need to get our advice and our input uh, directly from those uh, who are godly people, who have a fear of the Lord. So he says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel. The ungodly has nothing to teach me. The ungodly really can't help me because we're walking on two different planes, two different roads. They're going this way, I'm going this way. You see, if, if we can't sit and talk about God and the word of God and faith, because see, that has a big part to play in my life and ought to in your life as well. Everything I do, everything that I set out to do and accomplish, I have to plug God into it. How many of you are with me? And if, I, if, I'm just, if I'm just getting my advice from the ungodly, when you start talking about God, they're going to laugh at you. See, you see, number one, I, I actually was talking to a friend some time ago, and every, every year he has the same argument with his, with his accountant because he tithes. And every year he goes to his accountant and he gives him you know, all his papers and, and he, he hands him his, his tithing and his giving. And his accountant says, are you crazy giving all this money away? And he said, no, I'm not crazy. I'm, I'm doing what God's word told me to do. He says, oh, you're nuts. He says, all you can give is just a little bit to the church or give a little bit to these ministries that you're giving. And look at what you can do. You can save this money. You can invest this money. I mean, he even, he even so far showed him that if you took this amount, even if you took half of what you gave and put it into some sort of investment after so many years, this is how much money you have. He said, I won't do it. And the accountant, every year, the accountant has the same argument with him. You see, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to, listen, if you're going to be blessed, if you're going to truly be blessed, if you're going to walk under the blessing of God, you cannot take the counsel of the ungodly because the ungodly does not think. They do not think like godly people think. They don't understand from the same position that you and I understand things. See, they're looking at things purely in the natural. They're looking at purely with common sense. They're looking at it purely from a world's, a worldly person's point of view where we as believers are looking at things totally from the opposite direction. We're looking at totally through the eyes of the word of God or through the eyes of God. And, and a lot of times those two paths are not going, going to cross. So if you're going to be blessed and you're going to stay stable in these unstable times, then you're going to have to refuse any counsel that comes from the ungodly. When the ungodly tries to talk you out of what you ought to be doing, talk you out of you know, your, your Christian beliefs, it tries to talk you out of your position on the word of God, you must run from them with everything you have. Because if you're going to walk blessed, if you're going to walk under the anointing of God, if you're going to stay stable in these unstable times, then you're going to have to do it God's way and not your way. You're going to have to do it God's way and not the ungodly's way. Can I get a better amen than that? So number one, he walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners. In other words, you can't just, you know, basically it comes down, if you hang with sinners long enough, you're going to start going in the sinner's direction. I like to say it this way because people have said to me, well, pastor, I mean, shouldn't we be, you know, where are we going to preach the gospel? We have to get among sinners. And I agree with that. I think we do. I think we, we, we shouldn't shun the sinful or the sinners. We ought to be in the midst of them and we ought to be leading them to the Lord. But I often say this, I know when a relationship with a non-believer or a sinner has to come to an end. Simply by this, when I cease to influence them and they begin to influence me, if I no longer have an influence in their life and their, their actions and their activity begins to have an influence in my life, now it's time for me to cut that relationship and to get away from it. 
So often I've seen people, because I've heard people say this, you know, like um, somebody's been spotted in the local pub sucking down a beer at the, at the, at the bar. And, you know, brother, what were you doing there, man? You, you know, that's not a good place for a believer to be. Well, I'm witnessing to the ungodly. No, you're not. You're sucking down beer. You're acting just like the ungodly. Don't give me that nonsense. I mean, if you want to you win the ungodly, don't sit there and do what the ungodly do. You know, you know, if you're going to sit there, okay, maybe, but, but don't, don't, don't act like them. And if you're there every weekend and still haven't gotten anybody saved, you know, then I don't, I don't think, I think you, I think you're one who's standing in the path of sinners. You, you know what I'm talking about? Well, I'm going clubbing because I'm trying to get, I'm trying, I'm going to get you clubbed all right. I'm going to go clubbing too one of these days with a club, <laughs> but I'm going clubbing. No, you're not. I mean, you're not winning anybody to Christ. You're not winning anybody to the Lord. Your life isn't exemplifying Jesus. So if I'm going to walk in the blessing of God, I can't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. I can't stand and live in the path of sinners because if I stand in their path long enough, I'm going to start walking in the same direction that they're going. They're going to have an influence on me. All right. Nor sits in the seat of the scornful. And basically, I like there's a lot of things you say about scornful, but you can't sit with people who have bad attitude because a bad attitude is going to get on you. Right. Right. Whatever somebody else has, you're going to catch. You are contagious and they're contagious. People are contagious. The question is, what are you contagious with? If you're contagious with a bad attitude, that's going to get on other people. We as believers, if we're going to stay stable in these unstable times and we've got to stay filled with good stuff and be contagious with a good, uh, something good. If we're, going to, if we're going to infect people, let's infect them with something positive. Let's infect them with something faith-filled. Let's give them hope. Let's give them, let's give them some light of the word. Hallelujah. Let's set them on the right course. Is everybody with me? So if you're going to walk blessed, then you're not, you, you can't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. You can't stand in the path of sinners. Nor can you sit in the seat of the scornful. Can't hang out with people with bad attitude and, you know, all they, you know, they start talking about people, all they have, the only thing they ever have to say about anybody else is negative, hurtful, you know, just, just a lot of garbage. You, you're never going to get anywhere. You're not going to walk in the blessing of God. And it says, but, but, you know, his delight, this person who is a blessed man who walks in the blessing of God, it says his delight is in the law of the Lord. His delight is in the word of God. Say the word of God. And listen, and in his law, say the word of God, he meditates day and night. In other words, he's constantly got his face in the book. I don't know about you, but I've constantly, and I've been in this book for 25 years plus, but I've constantly got to get back to the book. I mean, if I stay out of the book for a day or two or three, you can almost feel yourself bending in a different direction. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, things influence you. Things out there affect you. They infect you. They're trying to get, you know, vie for position. I got to get back to the book because my brain doesn't want to line up with the word of God sometimes. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We got enough people out there that are not in the word. And the reason why they're not in the word, I'll tell you why they're not in the word, because their lives do not line up to the word and that they're very convicted by the word. So they, they stay away from the word and they have some sort of idea of, you know, religion and they've created, I like to say, many believers are starting to write their own gospel now. They're picking and choosing what they want, and they're creating their own gospel. Well, that saying is too hard for me, so I'm going to bypass that, and I'll choose this because this is an easier saying. And we take a collection of easy sayings, and we put it in a book, and we call it a gospel. Come on, does anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, when, when Jesus, um, and I'm saying this because if you're going to really be blessed, then you've got to live the book. And you can't pick and choose. You've got to live the book, man. We align our lives to the book. 
you know, we look to the book and we say, we don't take the book and pick out our favorite verses and adjust it to our lives. No, we adjust our lives to the book. And if we're going to walk blessed of God, if we're going to walk stable in these unstable times, then we have to have lives that exemplify the word of God in every area. But, you know, Jesus, when he walked with his disciples, you remember when he instituted what we understand as as the Last uh, Supper, the elements of the Last Supper, the, the bread and the wine that we use as symbols of his body and his blood and as a remembrance of his sacrifice. Well, when he was giving that to the disciples, he said, you know, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood. And he was talking about all of this and he used the, the symbol of the bread and the wine and all that. He went through the whole thing. You know, there was a group of disciples said, this is a hard saying. We can't, we, we can't take this. This, we, this is too hard for us. And it says that that group walked with him no more, just separated from him. You see, there are a lot of people that are separating um, themselves from Jesus in many, many ways because they don't, want, they don't want to do what the word of God says. And if you're going to really walk blessed and you're going to stay stable in these unstable times that we live in, it's not only the economy, it's the whole world. It's the whole moral fabric of, of the world that we live in is collapsing and imploding around us. How are you going to stay stable and steady and still be a light and a witness for Jesus? Because I'm going to tell you what, you're a greater witness by what you live than, it, than by what you say. You know, that, that you're, the, the things you say can absolutely be negated, neutralized by the way you live. And, and I'm going to tell you what, if our lives are not lined up to the word and we're not living the word the way we're supposed to be living the word, we are doing more harm than good because we're giving people who don't know any better out in the world a very, very bad example, incorrect teaching uh, about, about the word of God. Is everybody with me? That's why we must be mindful that our lives are constantly lined up to the word of God, adjusting to the word of God all the time. Because if we, you know, uh, we could say, you know, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, I have faith and go around and talk about Jesus and then have some blatant sin in our life that everybody knows about. And they say, well, wait a minute, you're a believer. That, that doesn't seem right. That doesn't, even if they don't know, they're still, maybe, you know, they may not know the word of God, but they're going to see that that's not right. That, that, that just doesn't measure up. That's why it's important for us to adjust our lives to the word of God, whatever the word, uh, you know, uh, asks us to do, whatever the word instructs us to do. God's word teaches us to do. We need to implement that and adjust our lives to the word of God. Don't take the word, pick and choose and adjust and say, well, this fits, this doesn't. You know, I like this. This is easy, but that's too hard. I'm not going to do that because we really neutralize. We neutralize our, our uh, testimony and we actually confuse people out in the world because we're living one way, but we're talking another way. And I'm going to tell you what, in these dark times right now, like everything is collapsing, we have the greatest opportunities in the world to preach the gospel like never before. People are looking for hope because they're not getting it anywhere else. There's, everything is unstable. There's nothing stable around us. Everything is collapsing. Everything is shaking. And we are the only stability in all of this instability. The word of God. Come on, somebody here, give me an amen and a hallelujah. So, so I just feel compelled tonight to preach this because, you know, we don't hear too much of this, but we're the only stability in the, in, in the world today. So he says, uh, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. In other words, he's not burdened by the, by the word. He's delighting in the law of, of the Lord. He's delighting wherever he sees that something is not in, uh, in sync with the word of God. He seeks to change it and to fix it. 
Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com. 